Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Amazing Geek Vibes Live interview. I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me an amazing special guest. You guys know how much I love American Gods. I've been speaking to a lot of the fantastic actors, and I am so happy to be introducing you all to Omid Abtahi. Welcome. How are you? Uh, I am doing good. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's, it's, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Salim, I feel, has been such a touchstone for the series since um, season one. And of course, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the fantastic eighth episode that just premiered this Sunday. I mean, I just want to start with how amazing has it been to work up towards an episode like episode eight? Oh, uh, it was I, I from the moment I first read episode eight, I was I was incredibly excited about it and uh this year it was a little bit different than the previous years because the writers actually sat me down and kind of uh you know took me through the arc of Salim um and so I was able to play you know different notes throughout the season knowing that this is how the story was going to end at least you know for this season um so and and usually like when you when you, when you see something in writing and it's great and then you film it and it, it feels great and you, you kind of cross your fingers that everything else when it comes to editing or cinematography or music, that all of it is going to, you know, the stars are going to align and you're going to get a magnificent episode. And I, 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 and I just, I was so just thrilled that it was everything and more than I thought it would be. And the then the the feedback from the fans has been nothing short of you know amazing as well. I'm as I said, your character has been such a touchstone. The fandom loves Salim, including myself. And Salim, kind of who's always been this very warm character, who's always had hope, really didn't feel like he had any hope this season. So that was really sad, but also wonderfully crafted by you. So since you knew that um, Salim was going to end up how he did in episode eight, um, you know, did it help you as you were crafting this very solemn Salim in the beginning of season three? Like knowing how the story ended. Yes, uh, for sure. Yes, because otherwise, you know, you might be playing the, you know, the solemn, sad puppy beat and not knowing when that beat is going to end. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to live in that world too much because I don't know, it's just it's as as an actor, you want you're constantly looking for different levels. Um, So so I knew I I could I can sulk for the first little bit of the the season. because I think the uh, knowing where he ended up, it just it just magnifies how he ends up knowing where he started, you know? Exactly. Um, to me, one of the saddest things about Salim in season three, not really was losing the gin, even though that was quite sad because we lost Musa for the season. <laughs> but yeah. um, 
it was seeing Salim lose his faith in his religion. Um, I mean, that seemed to be such like a cornerstone of Salim. So how was it acting that out? Oh, it was, I, I was, it was great. Um, and it, and it, it meant a lot to me personally, because how can, and it's, and it's, and you're right. And it's, it's, it wasn't just Salim losing the gin that made him question his faith, but how can you, if, you know, if you imagine Salim coming across all these different gods and from all walks of life and beyond, like, how can you not at least, you know, inquire that maybe life and spirituality is more than you thought it was. Um, but I was very grateful that the, the journey ended with him, like solidifying his faith and realizing that everybody, you know, there is room for what he believes and how he believes it. Um, and I was, and I was grateful to the writers that we could touch upon it. And that scene in the car with Laura, uh, you know, I have, I have, <laughs> you know, I have lived that scene in my real life. And I have, I had, I had a, I had a moment in my life in my old beat up Chevy celebrity uh, where my spirituality was questioned for the first time when, when I was much younger. Um, and so it just brought back all the feels for me. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that, that scene was, it, it was, it was personal for me. <laughs> it was so wonderfully acted. And I actually watched your interview with Ricky yesterday, the moon Monday, and you had touched upon that, which by the way, Ricky could have a career in being an interviewer. He is really oh great. Oh my god. <laughs> he he's he, I mean he has the personality for it and he's you know he asks great questions and he does his homework about you and uh it was yesterday was was so so much fun. If I could do that every Monday, you know, my <laughs> life would be better. Well, <laughs> he's such uh, I was going to say maybe during the uh rest of the pandemic you guys could do like a podcast together. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been a heartbeat. Whatever, whatever. More Ricky in my life, the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you did that also well. You know, portraying Salim going through this sort of crisis, and it was very nice to see at the end of episode eight, Salim praying again. Um, before season three had come out, I believe you had did an interview where you said that some of your favorite scenes in season three were just you and Emily Browning, um, you know, talking, talking in the car, speaking to each other um, in Mr. Evis's um, place. I mean, how was it crafting this sort of really beautiful friendship with Salim and Laura? Um, this is, this is, I mean, if, if I can answer it in one word, it was, it was effortless. And I think a lot of had a lot of that had to do with uh, Emily and I's chemistry going back to season one. We we really connected on a, a very personal level and developed a friendship outside of the show. And so to reconnect as characters and just sit there and talk to each other and listen to each other, and uh, it it just honestly yeah it was effortless is the word that that comes to my mind and and really that's the ultimate compliment an actor can give another actor. Um, because she made it very easy to work and working didn't feel like work. It felt really effortless because you had this sort of mirror road trip, like as you had in season one, even though Matt Sweeney was there as well. Um, And 
I love Pablo Schreiber as Mad Sweeney, but it kind of added like a little bit of a comedic aspect. Whereas with this, Laura and Celine both were really grieving. Um, and it was just, it was so beautiful. I loved it so much. I really enjoyed your scenes with Laura. Um, and I really, truly hope that this isn't the last time that uh, we see Salim and Laura again. I mean, was it kind of sad for you two to film your, say, last scene <laughs> together? <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know if you know, I mean, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, we couldn't stop crying uh, oh, no. in our goodbye scene because, because as actors, you never know. Like, is, is this the last time? Is this the last time? Salim and, and and Laura will be together and those thoughts cross our minds and we I we I we both of us it was I didn't want to cry in that scene but I couldn't I couldn't help in some takes just like just having tears in my eyes and and she obviously was yeah we it was very emotional because yeah you're like this could be you know after five years together could this be the last time you know that is so, amazing yes, to think yeah. about it as five years, because for us, it's three seasons, but you have all been working together for quite a long time now. Yeah, since I think 2016. Yeah, so that makes it five years. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very ambitious so, show. So, you know, you're going to get it takes it takes two years <laughs> to make one season. That's the math, at least. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> after season one I see I hadn't read the book before season one but after season one waiting for season two I said to myself let me read the book and I was a little shocked to see that Salim had such a small role in the book um did you Ooh. ever know that Salim's character would be developed the way it was in the show as opposed to the small role that he could have had um, I did. Yeah. Going into it. Uh, yeah. I, I had a wonderful conversation with uh, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Green and Brian uh, Fuller, and they were they were very big fans of Salim and, and the gin and and the potential of that storyline. And their intention was to develop these characters for for many seasons beyond just the one, the you know, the one episode. Um, but, you know, obviously, when you have uh, sh- changes in showrunners, you're kind of it's that that changes the game a little bit, but I've been very grateful, uh, especially this season uh, with these this this new writing team and, the, and and with Chick, that they Salim, you know his story and his circumstances really resonated with them, and I, I'm just forever grateful for, for the work I was able to do um, this season because you could tell you can tell an actor you know that's a great performance or you did a great job, but that great performance is not possible without great writing and without great directing. And so really what the actor does is the tip of an iceberg of a performance. And there's so much more beneath the water. And it just really seems as if the writing was so wonderful this season, Um, not just in episode eight, the, the entire season so far. Um, Yeah. to go back kind of with Salim and why he was so solemn for most of the season was because of the gin taking off, which was quite surprising considering we saw in season two, um, Salim and the gin essentially riding off into the sunset. Um, and yeah. I, ha- <laughs> I have a bit of a hot take here. Not that I wouldn't yeah. want, not that I wouldn't want the gin back. Cause I love Musa and what he brought to the character but I almost feel like I wouldn't want Salim and the Jin to get back together um, just because of Salim's journey. 
Um, do you kind of feel the same way or if the writing went in the direction of the Jin coming back and them getting back together, would you want it to go in that direction? Um, you know, like I haven't given it too much thought, but I, I, I like knowing where like feeling where Salim was in season one, he, he was, there was a desperation, uh, of this desire for the gin that wasn't necessarily healthy i mean if you want to look at it like as you know it was it wouldn't it wouldn't it wasn't conducive to a healthy relationship i think he he needed the gin to validate him and to to make him feel okay with who he is he hadn't i don't think he had done the work yet as an individual so so i'm, I'm you know I, I love musa and i and i love you know i love salim and the gin but i'm very grateful that salim had this chance to really work on himself and get to a place that if we do have a season four, you know, I don't think, I don't think the Jin and Salim have to end up together, but I would love to see how Salim is with the Jin now, knowing that he is a complete person and he doesn't need anyone else to complete him. Oh yeah. I mean, there would have to be some ground rules made if the Jin came yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I, I think it would be, an, I think it would be an interesting comparison to see. Yeah. Salim and Jin after season three, as opposed to see, you know, Salim and Jin prior to season three, because I don't think Salim is the same person. It, it really doesn't seem it. Um, and I feel like yeah. it was a natural progression and one that the fans have really just taken positively to, um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. sitting, I'm sitting here, you know, with my fingers crossed that we get a season four. Um, but in general, where do you necessarily see Salim's um, journey going from here? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I, I leave that usually to the, I am terrible at like uh, coming up with concepts or uh, storylines for, especially in a world as vast as American gods and as complicated as American gods. But really, I mean, any journey with Salim, I think I think there's there's three teams in this in this show. There's the old gods, and there's the new gods, and then there's humanity. And I think you know Salim very much plays for Team Humanity. And I think what he so a character like Salim or Cordelia allows is really, you know, these old gods and these new gods. They think they're all powerful, but it's up to us, up to humanity, and how we interpret things and how we. And how we worship them. And it's really us who holds the power. Uh, so anything going forward, I would love to explore, you know, the power of humanity when it comes to this world. Yeah. But that's just me personally. I, I'm not, I don't write the <laughs> show. You know, like. <laughs> well, well, you do very good with what you are given. So, I mean, that's just a Thank testament you. to an amazing actor. Um, I you know, wanted to shift gears for a second from speaking about yeah. American Gods to I wanted to know if you know, um, are, is there any chance we may see you come back in The Mandalorian season three? <laughs> um, you know, that, that 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 show is so tight lipped, even with their own actors that I mean, look, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. But even if I did know the answer to that, I can't I would I would not. I probably wouldn't, I mean, definitely wouldn't say, um, <laughs> but like, all I can say is in any, and it's like, you know, whether it's in Mandalorian or any other show, as long as you're not dead, there's always that possibility. So, you know, my, if they call my name, 
I'll rip off my warm-up jersey and jump on the court. But, uh, yeah, so I just – I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful. It was just really cool seeing you pop back up for season two because I wasn't expecting that. Um, You know, you you said in a tweet that you were really happy to uh, come in as a hologram, and I I just thought that was really nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you saw – we were talking about it with Ricky, you know, like – my agents were like trying to downplay it. Like it's just a hologram and I had to correct them because I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. There's no such thing as just a hologram. That is like life goals right there. So yeah, oh, very, yeah. very blessed. <laughs> yeah, definitely no such thing as just a hologram. I mean, this is star Wars yeah. being a hologram is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Which is great. Like you're, part of American Gods, you're a part of The Mandalorian. You've been in such amazing films and TV show. I mean, I like you're the type of actor that I get excited when you pop up in something. I watched Argo for the first time this year and I was like, holy crap, wow. there's me. Yeah, I was late to the game. <laughs> yeah, that's because you have time with the pandemic or something. I think I, I think that's what it is. I think when it came out i just maybe wasn't interested in those sort of stories um right right i I also don't think just to be frank with you at the time maybe wasn't like the biggest fan of ben affleck but now i am so you know maybe that was it but uh, yeah (laughs) but it was great seeing you pop up in that and i have to ask i mean you know the pandemic's happening but do you have any projects that you have upcoming that you would love to kind of give a little shout out and that we should keep our eyes out for? Uh, I I do have, I'm working on two projects right now uh, that I can't talk about. Uh, (laughs) So uh, they've asked me to stay mom on, but that just seems to be the, you know, you know, just, you know, I mean, just shows are just really tight lipped these days. So, I mean, I, I have done, you know, this voiceover animated film called Justice Society World War II that's coming out on HBO Max on April 27th, I believe, where I get to play a superhero, which is cool. Um, but, but that's really the only thing I can I can talk about publicly at the moment. Right. But you will see me popping up all over the place in, in the year. <laughs> that's amazing. I love to hear that. Um, one yeah. last thing before I let you go today, Omid, because we are a geeky outlet, I of course have to ask you, um, I know that you're voicing over a superhero, but if you could play a superhero in the live action sense, who would you like to play? Oh. 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 See, that's, that's a tough part because you don't, growing up, you don't see too many superheroes that that look like you or i mean i don't know who i would like to play but getting to know flash as as well as i did working on this project i can tell you like i would love to be a character like the flash who can move fast and who can you know almost just be in two places at once because of speed but yeah i I, off the top of my head i don't know who i just i don't know I don't know what's out there that I would fit. I'd like, I like what, like what resonated with me growing up was Clark Kent before he was Superman. Like I felt like, Oh yeah, I'm like Clark Kent, you know, where the glass is kind of nerdy and maybe somewhere deep inside there's, there's a, there's a Superman inside. 
I mean, I would love it. Again, as a fan of you and a fan of the superhero <laughs> movies, you. it'd be pretty awesome right. to see either in the Marvel or the DC universe. But um, Omid, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Um, your performance in American Gods has just been one of the best performances I've seen on screen. And I really appreciate you bringing that sort of story to the forefront. Um, I just hope to see you pop up in more. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. Finger, fingers crossed that's the case. And I just want to say I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, and uh, and I've, I've seen you like, com- you know, comment on Twitter and I'm very appreciative. You've made me feel I think yours was one of the first tweets I read uh, after episode eight. And it was in the morning. And you just you just made my day. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Oh, yeah, of course, no problem. You know, um, I feel as a fan, you walk a tight line between, I really just appreciate you. I don't want to seem like I'm being over, you know, anything. No, no, <laughs> n- not at all. The only thing is that my, my just being a, you know, a father and having my son with me at all times, I just try, you know, I usually try to like something. And if I want to respond, I have to respond at a later time. So it's just my time is limited because I, I'm just trying to be a, a good dad right now. So. But I, I'm very, don't ever feel the way you do. I, m- actors are sensitive beings and we're very appreciative of the love. If well, I can speak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate that. And I also appreciate your commitment to your son. So that's really awesome. Um, anyone who's listening, please make sure that you're checking out American Gods. Omid just gave a knockout performance in episode eight. So you can check that out on the Stars app and also Amazon Prime if you're not in the United States. Omid, I hope that we see you again in American Gods and The Mandalorian, even if it's a quote unquote just a hologram. So (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time. Awesome. All right. (laughs) 